Daf Chavtes, page 29 of Ter'er. It's in Parshas Vayeshev, but this Mimer is about Hanukkah. The Mimer begins with a quote from the Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara says that on the 25th of Kislev, that's when Hanukkah starts, and it tells the story. And, and tells us that when the Greeks entered the Heichel, when they entered the base of Migdash, they made everything impure. And then when the Hashemunoi uh, kingdom overpowered them, they didn't find oil except for one jar of oil that had the seal of the Gadol. And then the next year they established Hanukkah as a Yom Tov, as a holiday with Hallel and Aidah, with praising Hashem and thanksgiving. So we need to understand this concept of Hallel, the spiritual meaning of Hallel, of praise, and of Haidah, thanksgiving. Also, we need to understand why was this miracle specifically chosen uh, that we commemorated each year with lighting the menorah to remember what happened in the base of Migdash that they found one jar of oil. There have been many miracles, both in the Hanukkah story and throughout our history, we don't make a commemoration like this for every miracle. What's special and why does the idea of the menorah resonate forever? Next question, we need to understand what is the connection between the, the lighting of the menorah, lighting of candles and Halo and Haidah, that Hanukkah has this theme, both of the menorah and of praise and thanksgiving. How do they come together? So in order to understand this, the Maimah quotes the Pasuk near Mitzvah Torah, that the uh, mitz, a Mitzvah is like a lamp and the Torah is like light. In order to understand what this Pasuk means, we first need to understand the spiritual significance and benefit of the Menorah in the base of Migdash. The Gemara asks about the Menorah, was the base of Migdash dark? It just needed some light. Is that is that what the menorah is about? So to, to understand what the menorah was really about, let's look at some psukim from Sefer Shemais uh, about the kateras when it's talking about the, the kateras, the incense that was offered up in the base of Migdash. And in the Mishkan, it says that, that when Aaron would light the uh, menorah in the afternoon, he would, uh, that's when he would burn the kataris, the incense. And then in the morning, when he would clear out the, uh, the uh, menorah, then he would also uh, burn the incense. Now, in the night, in the night, he would actually have uh, all seven um, candles lit. And then he would have, uh, have Kateris, the incense in the morning, he would clear out the lamps and there would only be one, one of them still lit, which was called the Western lamp. It was called the Western because it was uh, not the Far East. It was the sixth. Uh, the sixth lamp was called the Western lamp because it wasn't right on the East. And that one would stay lit. It was the last one that, that they would uh, put out right before they'd relight it. What are the con- what's the concept of the menorah and the seven branches? So the idea is that the menorah has seven branches because it refers to the seven middas. And every middah, every one of the seven uh, emotional attributes that a person has 
we can have the same attribute both in the in a holy way and in a more mundane and way for example we can have love for hashem for god or for the another person's soul or we can have love mean just for a pleasure that's something that we enjoy and obviously there's uh, the more spiritual loves and the greater loves and then there's the more mundane loves and pleasures and the same thing with every one of the middas every uh, one of the emotions that we can have reverence for Hashem or we can have uh, a uh, fear which is inappropriate and uh, it's, a, it's a paranoia and uh, and similarly with anger that also comes from the same general side the left the, the spiritual left like fear and what we have to do is refine them and transform them to bring them up to holiness and that's what we mean when we say in we say that to you shall uh, is and shall be greatness which is chesed it's the side of the right kindness then and gvura discipline teferis beauty netach is uh, victory and determination hide is uh, humility and then kichel bashamayim of arts chel refers to yisod and then we continue lucha shema mamlacha malchus so yisod is bonding and malchus is bringing it to speech and action the, the receiver and all seven of these emotional character traits these midot which we'll explain more elsewhere uh, all all should be brought up to hashem now how do we refine all these midot how do we refine all these emotional attributes and bring them to hashem this hap this the refinement happens through chachma like uh, the Zaya says, is that in Chachma the Midot are refined. And that's uh, because uh, Chachma is intellect. And when the emotions can sometimes go astray, but when they're guided by intellect, then they become more truthful and more wholesome. In addition, within the intellectual uh, attributes, Chachma bin Adas, Chachma is the one which is uh, most uh, related to uh, humility and just letting the soul shine, and therefore it is, uh, it is um, more, it's uh, more uh, of a vessel, more, something that uh, more than anything else can refine the Midat. Now, there's uh, the lighting at night and, and uh, during the day. At night, it's a time of darkness, so we need to light all seven of the midot, all seven emotional attributes, meaning we have to bring the light of Chachma into each one of the midot in order to keep it on the right path. Whereas in the morning, then it's enough to have just the uh, sixth, uh, sixth lamp because since it's morning, it's a time of revelation, we don't need a light uh, of Chachma to radiate in all the Midot. It's enough if it only radiates in the sixth of the Midas, which is uh, Yisod. And Yisod is, uh, the, uh, it re- represents bonding and giving over. And, that, and that's the, that's, uh, the, the, uh, the most integral Midah in terms of what is actually given over. For example, let's say you are in business and you have to make a business pitch. So Chesed will say, full steam ahead. 
Gavora will say, oh, this is probably not going to work. I'm just going to make a fool of myself. I'll step back. Tiferet will say, you know what? I'll take the concerns of, of Gavora, but still plow ahead with Chesed. Now you've already decided what to do. Um, the, the, the first three, Midot, are in terms of your feeling and wh- whether you're going to go ahead. Netzach HaGesed have the same basic uh, balance, but now we're not talking about your general feeling and what you're going to do. We're talking about how you're going to do it. So Netzach will say, go ahead, do it in a brash way. Hod will say, wait a second, a bit of humility. And then Yesod will take into account the concerns of Hod, but still uh, go on with in with the with uh, the feel of Netzach. So Yesod is where we actually give over. That's when we actually we've we've taken we've gone through the whole in, internal journey, and now we're giving over to the other. And then Malchus is where, where how that um, ex, ex, expression is received by the other. So therefore, the sixth of the candles is the, is the most important. And even in the time of revelation, even in the time of day, that has to be uh, lit up and refined. Now, the Jewish people began with the 70 descendants of Yaakov. And that 70 corresponds to the seven lamps. And Yaakov is Yud Akeb. Like we said in, in the previous in the previous Maimara by Yeshev, that uh, Yaakov takes from Yud the highest level, all the which is Chachma uh, in terms of the spheres, and bring that into Akeb, into the hill, into the lowest levels. And that's why when Yaakov was born, it, his hand was grabbing onto the hill of Esau. The words in the Pesach of his hands was holding onto the hill of Esau. Now, Yodai is the same three letters as Yud. Yud, Dalad, Vav, and you can flip it around. Yud, Vav, Dalad is a Yud. His Yud, meaning the highest level, Chachma, was uh, coming down all the way to the hill of Esau and holding onto it, controlling it in order that the end of Esau, the most physical mundane part of Esau, cannot be uh, brought into a clip into the side of impurity, but instead will be subjugated to the side of holiness. Now, this is what Aaron accomplished through lighting of the candles. He wanted, he wanted to, and what he did was he brought down the light of Chachma into the Midas, and uh, which basically it uh, elevated all of uh, Yaakov's family, the 70 uh, people of Yaakov's family, because uh, we're putting together the Yud, uh, the light of Chachma, with okay, with the more mundane uh, aspects of, of uh, life. That also our natural emotions should also be used out for holiness. Now, together with lighting the menorah, there was the burning of kataris of the incense that they would first light the menorah and then burn the uh, kataris. And similarly, in the morning, we have that as well. This link between menorah and incense in the pasuk, and we see this in turn in the order of the jobs in the base of Migdash. That first they would uh, prep- they would uh, prepare they would clear out the two of the lamps before they would burn the katarits in the morning. So we need to understand what is the idea, the spiritual significance of katarits, because we've just explained about the menorah lighting up each of the seven midas with the light of chachma. So what is the idea of katarits? 
which uh, happened uh, after the after the Manera. So the Kataras is also about elevating, but unlike the Manera, the Manera is about elevating the emotions, whereas the Kataras, the incense, is about elevating the words the of one's thought speech and action in other words that while while the menorah is dealing with the inner part of the personality the person's midas his emotions the kataris on the other hand is dealing with their outward expressions their thought speech and action that they should also be elevated to hashem now thought speech and action is obviously a low level when compared to uh, the Menorah, and therefore the Kateris, and and uh, like we see, we see it says in uh, in the pasuk in Eicha, it says Chaimas Bastia in the the walls of the door of Zion, and that refers to the words when they they're uh, used, they're directed towards holiness, whereas. Uh, and whereas uh, otherwise the words may be directed elsewhere. Now we see this connection. We see this connection between a wall and and uh, the stones that used to build a wall with with um, letters, like it says in Sefer Yitzira, that two stones can build two houses. Um, and then talks about how, uh, like for example, if you have uh, two stones, you can either put them one, two, or two, one. Then when you have three stones, then you have a lot more possibilities. You can have one, two, three, one, three, two, two, one, three, two, three, one, three, two, one, three, one, two. So, uh, and every time you add another stone, you have a lot more possibilities. So now we see this, that the Sefer Yitzhira calls letters stones because they're, they're the outer expression. They're, they're more external to the personality and uh, although they're external, but they still, that's where we can really achieve what Hashem wants and really um, make a difference. Like the Pasuk says in Tehillim, and we say it in Shir Shayim, that Hashem is great and very praiseworthy in the city of our God. The Medrash says on this, that when is Hashem great? When he is in Ir Elekeinuin is in the city of our God. What does this mean? And Hasidus it explains that the true greatness of Hashem, of Havaya, which Yudke Vavke refers to Hashem's name as it is beyond the world and beyond nature. It the true greatness is expressed within nature in ear in the city, which is built up of letters, words, which is the external part of the person when it's communicating with others. And that's why in the sec, it says, in the city of Elikeno, Elikim is Hashem within nature. But when is Yudke Vavke's real greatness expressed? Be'ir Elikeno, in the city of our God, meaning within nature, when we elevate and refine the natural world to Hashem. Now, the uh, words of our thought, speech, and action that uh, fell. Uh, under the domination of Klippa, under the domination of impurity and evil, cannot be refined through Chachma, through the light of wisdom, because wisdom can only refine emo- can only refine emotions which are still spiritual, but words which are, ne- are ne- they're already physical. They're not they're something. Words and items, things are not something that Chachma refines. The only way they can be refined too is through the kataris. 
the incense because the kataras was uh, made up of uh, of spices that don't have any taste. They're not food. So they're effectively inanimate. They're at the lowest run because we have, uh, the, right, they're not, uh, they're not something that, uh, that we can, pl- although they do come from plants, most of them, but still they're not something you can eat. They're, they're right at the bottom. And when you burn the incense, so it makes a smell. I did, and uh, this smell, uh, it says, will be nechayach, will be accepted in a pleasurable way, in a, as a, in a pleasant way by Hashem. Now, this word nechayach also means uh, uh, it relates to the word descends, that it, it uh, elicits uh, Hashem's light to descend into this world of, uh, of uh, nature and limitations. Now, that is in the times of the Beis Amigdash. But nowadays, we don't have a Beis Amigdash and we don't have sacrifices, but instead what we have is prayer. Let's consider in prayer, in our davening, how do we have the lighting of the menorah and the, uh, the uh, kataris and the other parts of the service, the daily service in the Beis Amigdash, the daily Aveda. So the, the order was... First, they would. Uh, there was the damatamid, the blood of the daily sacrifice, and that came before menorah. Then there was the menorah uh, pre- uh, preparing the two lamp, two of the lamps of the menorah. Then there was the kateris, the incense. Then they dealt with the limbs of the carbon. So now we have an order: blood, lights, incense, and the limbs of the animal. So what does this mean? For us, so now, when we daven, the when we and we say Shema, and we daven Shemayneshe. So the main idea is that we give ourselves totally up in Shema. We totally dedicate ourselves to Hashem. Now there are two main uh, central phrases. We have Hashem Echad. We say Hashem is one. There's only Hashem, and that's it. And then we also say Bechol Nafshecha that we 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 love Hashem with all our soul. What does it mean to love Hashem with all our soul? That we're give, willing to give ourselves up entirely, whether physically or in or uh, emotionally, or spiritually, give ourselves up entirely for Hashem. So what's the difference between saying Hashem is one and that's the only reality and we're totally devoted to that or saying that to love Hashem with our whole soul? What, why are these two types of giving ourselves, giving ourselves over mentioned separately? So the first one where we say Hashem Echad, that is from the perspective of our godly soul. So our godly soul is totally nullified and uh, is standing right before Hashem, where Hashem is the only existence. Like the Pasuk says, Chai Hashem Hashem Lefanov, that it talks, which refer, it refers to the Neshama, that, um, uh, that uh, I stood before him, I stood before Hashem, that the uh, Neshama is in a state of standing, that it's totally nullified before Hashem. Now, in Shema, we say that we should uh, love Hashem with all our heart and all our soul and all our ma'od, our, to our very self. So, Bechal Nafshecha is, with all our soul, is that it not only our godly soul should love, uh, should love Hashem and be willing to give itself up for Hashem, but even the animal soul, our uh, 
you know, desires that when we uh, normally uh, we, we might have a desire for whatever physical pleasures and that should be subdued and then even transformed to have a desire yearning to Hashem. And this uh, second stage where we're within the physical world, we're not just holy and beyond, but we're, we're, we're physical people. That is the, the appropriate meditation for Baruch shame. After Shema, we add in a, an, another sentence, Baruch Shem Here, it's not Hashem is one and that's it. We're saying that even in the world, which appears to be a world of multiplicity, Hashem is one there too. So that Baruch Shem is something that talks more to our animal soul. Shema Yisrael is something that, uh, uh, a phrase that talks more, Shema Yisrael, uh, that first verse talks more to our godly soul. It's interesting that this parallels the earlier Maimon Vayeshev about the difference between Yosef, who was totally beyond, and the Shvatim, who were trying to make the world godly within this world. In any case, uh, we, we know that Mamale, uh, the, the Hashem's light, the way it's able to be contained within the world, and save of Hashem's light, the way that it is beyond the world, it's either way, it's still Hashem's light. It's not Hashem's essence. And this is what we mean in, when we say in Baruch Shammar that that Hashem is the praiseworthy king who his, uh, his, his, it's praiseworthy forever, his great name. What do we mean forever? Meaning that uh, continuing on and on, uh, all the different stratas and levels uh, in Olam Haba and Ganeda and Mashiach and Chiyas Amesim, where every stage of history, where Mashiach is a is a step forward spiritually, and Chiyas Amesim with the resurrection of the dead will be another step forward spiritually. So there's so many different levels, and and at each level there's a different degree to which we can be conscious and and sense uh, godliness. But all of them are still only Hashem's light, not Hashem's essence. And this is true both with angels and with souls. They're all basking at most, even when they're feeling totally spiritually uplifted and they're in higher spiritual worlds, they're basking in, in the light of Hashem's name, a ray of Hashem, not Hashem himself. And this is like a king who the king himself is not everywhere. It's his, most people in his kingdom have never met him, but his name is everywhere. So it's not his essence, but it's his name, a ray that comes from him. And similarly, uh, Hashem's light, it, it enlivens all creations, but it's only his ray, it's not him himself. And uh, therefore, we can say about Hashem that that Hashem doesn't change because Hashem himself is really totally beyond. And it's only a light from Hashem that uh, is uh, uh, manifest and, and uh, noticeable, able to be touched in the world. Now, the neshama is part of, is a, the soul is something which is internal in the world. It's from a, a higher spiritual state than angels, and it's totally one with Hashem. And it, it thinks and reflects on Hashem's greatness and realize, realizing that it can never really grasp Hashem and really Hashem is beyond change. But 
The animal soul, on the other hand, it is uh, separated by an iron curtain uh, between it and Hashem's oneness because to the animal soul, it when it looks around and it sees its uh, its uh, shawarma and its beach and whatever it like it, it whatever it gets it going so they seem very real it's and it's uh, whatever else it's uh, ego and it's uh, uh, hobbies and just any part not necessarily negative but all parts of the animal soul they all seem real and independent solid existence out of Hashem but the neshama it realizes that there's only hashem so why did the neshama come down into this place of concealment where we don't we don't realize that truth we don't at least sense that truth which the neshama previously had so it's not for the sake of the neshama it's for the sake of the animal soul it's interesting that in the earlier maimon vayeshev we said that it helps the the uh, neshama as well it helps the godly soul as well because the godly soul uh has greater passion when it's coming from a distant place whereas here he says that the the the, the purpose of of the person being born and then the, the soul coming down is not for the soul's sake it's for to, the sake of helping the animal soul to let it shine as well with with hashem's light and be included in hashem now, this is the second level of Baruch Shem. It's not a level of Shema where everything is one and there's only Hashem. It's a level of Baruch Shem where there is apparently other things, but they're really all godliness as well. And the, and, and the reflection here is, is coming from a state of being within this world, re- looking and seeing all other, other things and all different other pursuits seem important. And still, that yes, what seems to be real and important, actually should uh, it should be nullified to Hashem. And this is like the ray of the sun inside the sun, that the ray has no separate existence without the sun, and it's not even noticeable once inside the sun. Now, when the animal soul is elevated in order to be included in Hashem. So that is greater than what the godly soul can do itself, like we were saying in the previous moment, because the Balkshuva has more energy, and that's like the animal soul, that it also has more energy than the godly soul. The animal soul comes from the uh, the uh, Merkava and the holy chariot that the prophets uh, spoke of. There was these holy uh, chayas, which were like uh, angels, but in animal animal form in the Merkava. And uh, it says that in the Pasuk, uh, talking about the Merkava, it says that that the Chayos, uh, which literally means animals, um, were lifting up the throne. There was this image, which was like the image of a man on top of that throne. So the uh, the energy and the passion of the an- the animals and the angels get their an- they're like animals in the sense that they have this great passion for Hashem, but on the other hand, it's only instinct. So they uh, that their energy lifts Adam, which Adam man it re- it represents something more contained uh, than animals, but on the other hand, something higher than animals so yes it's higher but it's also more contained and therefore it's missing out on some of that energy 
And therefore the angels, which are chayas, they've got this animalistic passion. So they, um, uh, they uh, praise Hashem with great noise. And this is what is represented with the dam hatamid, the blood of the uh, daily sacrifice over the page. Uh, that the Pasuk says that it was brought on the north, it was brought on the north before Hashem, and that's because the Karbonus, the daily sacrifice, was bringing up an animal, and the purpose is to elevate the animal to its source, so the animal is not just uh, a uh, sheep or a cow walking in the field, but it's a uh, reflection and a continuation it evolves from the the animals in the holy chariot and so now we elevate the animals back to their source in the panacea the face of the ox in, in the merkava and the holy chariot now the carbon tamid the daily sacrifice was one of the kajik dashim the extra holy carbonus and they had stricter rules about them so they had to be slaughtered specifically in the north part of the uh, yard of the Beit HaMikdash of the temple and the north is the left because when you're facing east north is your left and left represents the the left side where there's uh, opposition and therefore a lot of noise and uh that's also the meaning of Tzfeina. It doesn't say Tzfeina North, but Tzfeina with an extra hay at the end in the feminine. But the hay represents the last hay, the last letter of Hashem's name, which is Malchus. And Malchus is uh, the idea of uh, concealment in order to allow for an other. And because of that, that's why there's a lot of noise. Like an example that we may give is like the difference between the poor person who suddenly after starving for a long time is given this fancy four-course deluxe meal and the rich person who has that type of meal every day. So the rich person, he eats without any problem, without any noise, without any excitement. That's what he eats every day. Whereas the poor person is so excited, you can see that this is something special for him. Why? Because it doesn't normally happen. So on the other hand, if you take it away, who, who would be missing out more? Let's say the next day they don't get this special meal. So although the poor person was seemingly more excited, but the rich person will feel more that they're missing out. Why? Because that's their norm. On the other hand, the passion was more with the one who wasn't their norm. So this is the idea of the uh, passion when, when you're far away, when it's not your norm. And, but that passion elevates the throne. Uh, the, it's something that Adam doesn't have, that the man doesn't have, which represents the difference. But this is the difference between Tehu and Tikkun we, we spoke about in the uh, previous Maimur with about the uh, Malmim about the bundles, that uh, Tehu, the light of Tehu is more passionate. That's why it wasn't able to be contained. But on the other hand, the, it, it's more passionate. And uh, Tikkun, the rectified world, the rectified space is uh, it's rectified, but but on the other hand, it's uh, it's uh, more calm, and that that's represented by uh, Adam, person, uh, not animal, and it's uh, the name Hashem Havaya Yudke Vavke is also an organized system that uh, the Yud. Is Chachma and Hay is Bina, uh, Vav is the six midas, and then the second is Malchus. So it's the organized system of the of uh, energies. Whereas the angels have this great noise; they're, 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 they're calling out with the uh, screaming out, 
Um, and uh, that is the idea of lifnei havaya before Hashem, meaning beyond Hashem, in the sense that havaya represents a systematic, uh, very powerful lights, but systematic. Whereas the left, because it's far away, it uh, needs more. It has greater yearning, and that's the idea of the uh, the blood, which blood is that heat, and blood represents whether it, it comes from gvura, where there's a negativity, but that creates more passion for Hashem coming from the animal, and that we have to try to reach the same state when we're davening. Uh, with a lot of passion and yearning and thirst for Hashem. This is what we mean, we say in Sid Koschan and Shabbos Mincha, the Adam of Ahema, right? And a uh, similar pasuk, we have Adam of Ahema Havaya, that, uh, that uh, both Adam, man, which is the organized, more systematic uh, level of the tzaddik, where things are in their right place, and Bahama animal that has more passion that the behemoth, the animal part of the person, it saves, meaning it reaches, it, it brings us to a higher level um, that, that Hashem, and there should be a, a flow of godly energy also into the animal because it's giving us this state of yearning. And that is the idea of Bechol Levavcha. We say we should love Hashem with all our heart. It says Levavcha with two times base and it represents that with both our godly soul and our animal soul because our animal soul adds something to the love of Hashem we're able to have because of that yearning now the in the heart there's two parts there's the right and the left the blood most of the blood is in the left part of the heart the left part of the heart is the bigger part of the heart and that's where the most important blood is and then it's it's in a state of heat there and uh, to the extent that that's why we have to, one of the functions uh, that the uh, the lungs uh, help for the uh, to, for the heart is that they cool down the heart, and uh, that's spiritually that's the idea that the heart is this great yearning and and desire for and thirst for Hashem. Next paragraph, Hine Yachar. So now our yearning and elevation towards Hashem elicits a similar response from Hashem, like the famous that like the the face reflecting on water, that's the same way that Hashem will reflect back to us, just as the person nullifies his yesh, his ego towards the nothing of Hashem, the unknowable Hashem. So so to above, Hashem brings down his ayin, his not his nothing, his unknowable towards our yesh, towards our uh, place where we are in existence. We are someone and something independent. That Hashem should be able to rest in our world just like he, he is manifest above. He should also be manifest in our world. That is Bechal uh, through our uh, passion in Bechol Vavcha, then we've got Bechol Nafshecha, that uh, with all our soul, meaning even with our external part, external expression, our thought, speech, and action, it's not our personality. It's not our depth. It's just what we happen to be thinking, speaking, or doing. And that they should also, that, uh, that, that they should also be totally devoted to Hashem, the main part of the nefesh, the soul, when we say with all your soul, the main part of it is the way we think. And different people have different style of learning and thinking. Now, this is uh, the idea of lighting the menorah, that everyone has a different style and all seven branches, all seven ty- types 
of personality uh, are lit up and are elevated towards Hashem. But during the uh, in the evening and the afternoon, they would light all seven, like we said before, whereas in the morning it was only one. This is the idea of, uh, we, we, we at the beginning of the Maimret mentioned the Pasuk Ner Mitzvah, the Torah, that, that the Mitzvah is a lamp and Torah is the light. So the idea of Torah is that uh, the light of Torah should shine throughout our thinking, throughout our, in, our uh, intellect and our perspe- intellectual perspective. And then the ne- and that's all part of B'chon Navshecha with all our soul, that it's uh, all guided by uh, by uh, holy uh, uh, thinking. And then we have B'chon Meidecha with all our might, which uh, means that we're also part of all our might, like the Gemara says, is that uh, we'll, we're willing to give up all our possessions and all our money. And this refers to Tzedakah, which is the sort of... Uh, generic mitzvah because mitzvahs are all about uh, impact they're all about physical acts that impact on the physical world and uh, like we said before that's the idea of the kateras the incense which are things that can't even be eaten so they're very in a way very mundane and then from them we make a smell a, a nice smell uh, for uh, which uh, the idea of smell is is, is a very sort of refined uh, sense and uh, that it 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 uh, has a big impact on the person, uh, like we see, it can it strengthens his it, when a person smells something nice, it, it improves their thinking, and it can even wake someone up uh, when they're feeling uh, faint. Now, the uh, the beginning of the expression of the soul is in the mind. But sometimes the mind may feel faint. And then when, when he smells some things, then he feels better. And then he's able to review, he's able to express himself. And similar happens with mitzvahs, and especially tzedakah, that, the, that it says about tzedakah and apostle, to Roman guy, that tzedakah lifts a nation, uh, that, that tzedakah lifts us and uh uh, above Tashem, and like the pasuk says, by yil shiroyan that we that um, Hashem will wear uh, tzedaka, uh like a uh, like uh, the uh, armor, and a hat of uh, salvation on his head. Now, what does this pasuk mean? It, it mentions tzedakah as uh, like an armor and then talks about a, this hat of Yeshua of salvation on the head. So the, the uh, idea of armor, this is like it explains in Tanya in the third Igeris of Igeris HaKadosh about how it, uh, that tzedakah protects, uh, is like a spiritual armor that protects what, a person from clipper being able to latch on and uh, then we then uh, we uh, we find a similar pasuk in Mishlei. It says, and now which means um, the uh, the crown of uh, beauty of the old is found through the path of tzedakah. Now this idea, uh, the crown of the old, it's uh, the crown of the beauty of the old. It's similar to another pasuk we have, that you should honor, you should uh, glorify the, the 
uh, old. And there we use the word pnei, the face of. So uh, there's this idea uh, of uh, the face represents the internal of the person. Now, uh, the the uh, int the the, uh, the idea is that what we're seeking is a pneumistic relationship with Hashem and int- uh, inner internal relationship uh, with Hashem. And inside us, we have our ex- more external part of our heart and more internal part of our heart. And the internal part of the heart, which is uh, more spiritually sensitive, is more guided by the mind. Like uh, the Zaya says, train rain the lamest parashin that Chachman Bina, two friends that don't separate, and Bina links in more with the uh, heart, whereas Chachman's fully in the minds. On the on the other hand, the external part of the heart doesn't relate so well to the um, mind. That a person might have control of his mind, but not necessarily of his uh, desires and urgings. Where uh, whereas. Whereas the internal part of the heart, the inner part of the heart is more guided by the mind. Now, tzedakah is like this sense of uh, reach. It's connected to katoras. Both of them are related to act, lifting action to a higher spiritual level. And uh, so, so like the sense which uh, can, uh, can, uh, can uh, reveal um, the uh, the inner uh, perspective of the mind and that guides and unites with the inner part of the heart. And the heart is unique, that it is the limb which uh, energizes the entire body. And that's linked to Hashem, which it says about Hashem, that you, Hashem, enliven everything. And uh, therefore, well, therefore, the uh, the uh, heart, and in particular the inner part of the heart, um, which reflects the uh, inner uh, inner um, light of Hashem, it is uh, accessed through tzedakah. Like we said before, that this ateres teferaseva, the uh, the uh, crown of the beauty of the of the old, um, is uh, reached through the way of tzedakah of uh, charity of tzedakah that uh, what we're doing is uh, foregoing our own ego to give uh, what we worked hard for to someone else. And then what, ha- so our yesh is bring, being brought to ayin. And in place of that, Hashem's ayin, Hashem's nothingness, this unknown beyond is brought down. It flows down into our yesh. And this is the idea, this is the idea that it says that uh, when we're doing well, when we're doing the right thing, we are oisin ratzene shel makim. We are doing Hashem's will. But it also means oisin ratzene shel makim. We're making Hashem's will because will can change, whereas Hashem Himself doesn't change. So the idea of making Hashem's will is that when we do a mitzvah, we bring Hashem's uh, light, Hashem's energy into the physical world, and therefore all the mitzvahs can be. Uh, compared to this uh, link system, this uh, pillar which uh, links above and below and uh, allows Hashem's light to be manifest within the within the world. And uh, in particular, that's the, the that that happens through tzedakah. Now we mentioned before there's a pasuk that says that tzedakah is like a 
armor and like this cover Yeshua, this hat of Yeshua of salvation. So let's look more at those words. So this this uh, idea that stuck is like this hat, this helmet of salvation, is because Yesh- it, it what it, Yeshua also means besides salvation, it means to turn. So like it says that Hashem turned to Cain, uh, to, sorry to Hevel, uh, and the idea is that tzedakah makes Hashem turn towards us and listen to our tefillah, listen to our prayer. And uh, this is this is also connected to what, to the idea of uh, hadras panim. We said that the 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 pasuk said the uh, beauty of the uh, of the, the crown of beauty of the aged um, is of the of the uh, older people, which uh, links to the idea of hadras panim of uh, the. Uh, Hadras Panim literally is like to honor the old, but it says the Pnei, the face of the old, meaning the Pnimius, and uh, and that is achieved through Tzedakah. We're able to elicit from Hashem's Pnimius, Hashem's inner, to connect to our inner. This is all what happens through Kateris. It's dealing with things which seemingly are useless. They're not food. They're nothing. But then we can uh, use them to create this sense, which is a very spiritual, lofty uh, thing. And similar to Tzedakah, it's dealing with physical things, money and the like. And same with all mitzvahs, still with physical things. But from that, we can elicit this deep connection and bonding with Hashem. Then the next step uh, in the Karbanas after we've dealt with the, we've uh, offered the blood and the, the light of the Menorah, and the kataras, then the next step is the limbs of the animals. Now, the limbs of the animals have two parts. They have the, yes, they have the, the meat, but they have the fat also. And the idea of fat is pleasure. Like we see that, uh, it's interesting comments, but that uh, pleasure is connected with uh, fat. That the, I, you know, like uh, one Mashriya uh, said that the, uh, Rounder people may have a heightened uh, sense of uh, ability to, uh, and sort of they no- they notice they have this strong sense of tainug, and uh, this is uh, th- this is done right when our pleasure is completely to Hashem. What excites us, what really moves us, is Hashem, and when that is how the the state we're in, then we can continue to the next sentence of Shema. Which is that Vahayo, we, we already spoke about the first pass of Shema, which is uh, Hashem is one and that's it, and that's the state that the Neshama is in. Then Baruch shame, the body doesn't feel that oneness, but nevertheless accepts it that the real thing is only Hashem. And then we should love Hashem. We said, uh, We discussed uh, all three uh, here in this Mimer. Right, the Bechol of is both uh, both souls and uh, the, the the greater power that comes from the, the from the yearning of the, because we're involved in the physical world, and then Bechol Navshcha is the uh, the mysterious nefesh that comes that includes the nefesh Bahamis, and then Bechol Meidecha, um, our money and our external using that for Hashem physical mitzvahs, which that elicits the kateras, the the set the sense of the sense of smell, which is something very deep and a deep relationship with Hashem. And then we move on to the final, the, the uh, following pasuk, that, the, that uh, these words that I command you, uh, that they sh- we should always be focused on them, meaning that we should have this pleasure 
and sense the sweetness of Torah. So in short, uh, what we've gone through is how the uh, the daily uh, offerings and schedule of the base of Migdash includes, first of all, the dam, the passion that it should be Tashem, then the light of the menorah, which is that our emotions should be guided by Chachma, the light of Chachma, uh, the, the uh, intellectual perspective, but a, a, a godly intellectual perspective, in other words, thinking of things, viewing things from Hashem's perspective, and that guides our emotions. And then we went on to the Keteras, which is not only that our in, inner emotions should be aligned with Hashem, but our thought, speech, and action, which is our more external expression. And then finally, the Avarim, the, the limbs, are offered up on the Mizbeach, and that represents our sense of pleasure. We should just be uh, excited uh, with uh, with uh, our, our neshama pleasures with Hashem, and therefore, what are we talking about? These words will be on our heart that what we'll be focused on is Ruchnes and Hashem.